It's March 13th, 2019. Welcome to another edition of Bite Marsh Cafe, where we serve you the first bite of today's technology, innovation, and entrepreneurship. I'm Bert Lum. First up, Jane Sawyer from the Small Business Administration joins us with an update on the 2019 cohort for the SBA Emerging Leaders Initiative. And then David Clark and Jenna Takara both join us here and they will be giving us the update on this year's Nalukai Academy. Now, I am happy to have Jane Sawyer from the Small Business Administration in the Hawaii office. And this is the first time on the show, and, and she's here to tell us about this Emerging Leaders Initiative. Welcome to the show, Jane. Thank you so much, Bert. It's great to be here. Well, I'm glad you finally decided to reach out after <laughs> 10 years to you know <laughs> tell me a little bit about what is happening over at the SBA. Well, I think I've just been the best kept secret with all the different kinds of programs that we've got going on. But this is one of our newer ones, and it's become very, very, very successful. A lot of people don't think of SBA beyond the startup phase for small businesses, but we really do have a wide variety of programs, and this has become really one of my favorites. Um, We've been doing this program here for about nine years, and it's not a beginner's program. It's for CEOs who are ready to really take their business to the next level. So So typically, typically how uh, many years has a company been in business for them to perhaps take advantage of this uh, Emerging Leaders Initiative? As I said, it's definitely not for beginners. Uh, We have some minimum eligibility requirements. Mm -hmm. One of them is the number of years in business, a minimum of at least three years in business. You have to make at least um, $250,000 a year. In revenue. In revenue, annual revenue. So, um, And it amazes me because they let that revenue go all the way up to $10 million. Now, in our history here at in Hawaii. We haven't seen that big a range, but there are several businesses that are generating millions of dollars a year that come in because they just need to get that business moving. So, they so need to put together an action plan. Maybe I should correct myself. Is, is it more it's gross revenue as opposed to net revenue? So you're looking at yeah. the gross number of, of, you know, let's say receipts or whatever that's coming into the company. Yes. And, and so what is the... Um, uh, application process like? I mean, do they just fill out a form or do they get interviewed? What's the? Uh, it involves all of that because it can be very, very competitive. The third criteria that I didn't hit on is you have to have at least one employee in the company. Mm-hmm. So that means they're ready to bring in people and grow because it is about job creation, increasing revenue, so increasing exporting. Again, one employee in addition to yourself yes. if you're the CEO or whatever. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. And, yeah. And in terms of the uh, size of this cohort, how big is it? We usually get between 15 to 18 seats. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is a program that they have developed over the years, and it is marketed across the country. It would cost an individual to sign up and take this curriculum about 10 grand, but SBA covers those costs. So the students who are accepted for the class kind of put in their sweat equity and pay for their parking. It takes about 100 hours of class time, homework time, Mm -hmm. because you are developing your plans. You are learning. You're actively involved with your CEO group. Um, We meet Wednesday nights um, at the SBA office, So, um, and it is an interactive class. Um, The application process, you just, uh, I 
diverted there, but you asked about the application. We have a one-page expression of interest that we collect, and those are all due by March 20th, and then it involves kind of a review of what you've presented to us about what your goals are, what your targets are, where you want to take your business, and then we do interviews. Mm -hmm. So the facilitator or instructor and the SBA program manager will do interviews with the individuals and Evaluate their commitment and select so a class a, of about 15 to 16 students. So there's about a week more for the application window to stay open. Yes. And do you have any, let's say, can you tell us how many people have already applied? Those didn't come to my inbox. Okay. My deputy has, is working on that one. I, so. I do want to ask you, so when you have your cohort of 15 to you know 18 people do they actually get uh, who actually conducts the class. Um, Julie Purcell is our interise facilitator, so she'll be doing the presentation of the modules and everything. But we also have um, panels of experts and mentors, bankers, community leaders who come in and help evaluate. So they may discuss a specific topic because they go through and. People look at things that they may have never used to evaluate their business, like learn about all their different financial ratios that mm-hmm. they should be looking mm-hmm. at to really judge how is my business doing um, and learn to make decisions based on that information. We have industry specialists come in. So it is very engaging class and very involved. Each of the cohorts we've had over the last nine years, they've kind of hung together and even continue doing CEO meetings. I think because they liked the class and also because they got so engaged and involved mm-hmm. with each other. Um, we take all different kinds of businesses. So we have architects, engineers. We have designers. We have retails. We have bakers, um, uh, software designers, all different kinds of things. And they come in from all over the state. So we've had um, – Engineers and architects fly in every other Wednesday from the Big Island just to come in for this class. Can you can you name a couple of companies that have gone? Let's through? see. I've got a couple here. Oh, um, you got a list of like a hundred. I mean, you have to go looking, through a hundred of them. No, we're not going to give you everybody. <laughs> Feather and Fur, Fur Animal Hospital, okay. a veterinarian, Akamai Training and Consulting, um, Pacific Rim Defense, Wahini Builders. Um, let's see, Pro, Cam- Pro Camera Hawaii. Minotoishi Architects. Oh, that's great. So, so it's so, all over. So the application period is still open. It's still open. And you are still looking to fill the cohort. Mm-hmm. Uh, when does it actually start? It actually starts around the middle of April. Okay. And there are 13 sessions every other week. And so we run right up until like October. Okay. And now, where can people go to sign up? They can come to, they could call the SBA at 808-541-2990, or they could email me at Hawaii General, Hawaii General, all spelled out. Hawaii General, like I need to salute you? Like salute. Okay. That means Hawaii General, like nonspecific. I see. Okay. (laughs) At SBA.gov. Okay, very good. And I'll put that up on our show notes for later on this evening. I want to thank you, Jane, for joining us. I'm so happy to be here. It's a great class, so we hope we'll get a lot of other entrepreneurs in. We'll take a short break, and when we return, we'll be joined by David Clark and Jenna Takata. And we'll be talking about the upcoming Nalukai Academy. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, whose contributors help Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk show programming. 
Mahalo to St. Andrew's Schools, which includes the Priory School for Girls, the Prep for Boys, and Queen Emma Preschool. All of the different programs that are on at different times in public radio, it's like different colors in a palette. And you can paint whatever you want by picking the hours that you want to listen. And you may want to go for the dark colors of Rembrandt or the bright colors of Monet, but it's your choice how you paint that landscape with those colors, with the different shows you listen to through the day. Member-supported Hawaii Public Radio. Radio with vision. Listen and see. Welcome back to Bite Marks Cafe. Now joining us in the studio is David Clark and Jenna Takata. David is the executive director of Nalukai Foundation. And, of course, Jenna is a senior over at Kauai High, which is obviously on the island of Kauai. And I want to start with you. Uh, and, of course, I do want to welcome you both to Bite Marks Cafe. But I do want to start with you, Jenna. Uh, you were involved with the previous or the last Nalukai Academy. Yes. And you were part of a team called Shelf Life or Shelf Shelfware. Shelfware. Okay. Yes, and Shelfware correct. Shelfware was a uh kind of an idea that uh the students came up with to actually share some equipment. Is that correct? Yes, that's correct. And actually we developed Shelfware because a lot of us, you know, high school mm-hmm. students we want to be creative. We want to do different um, projects, but we don't necessarily have the resources to do so. And our motto is accessibility frees creativity. And that's our mm-hmm. whole vision is mm-hmm. to provide the means for different um, individuals to produce all sorts of creative media. So, you know, before I get to David, I want to ask you, uh, before he influences your answer, <laughs> how did you get involved, or how did you become interested in Nalukai Academy? Well, I actually heard about it from a friend. Uh-huh. Um, I did not know that I wanted to start a biz- business necessarily. I was definitely involved in various things, but I thought I was strictly science science uh-huh. research. Um, but then, after you know, looking into Nalukai and the program, I decided to apply because I thought that um, I could learn a lot from the program, which I did, mm-hmm. for sure. Did you, did you apply uh, by yourself, or were there other students from Kauai High that applied? I'm not sure of anyone else who applied. Okay, so you're a self-motivator. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very good. Now, David, so tell me, the, give me a little quick history on Nalukai Academy. Sure, Bert. Thanks um, for having us on, by the sure. way. Sure. Um, yeah. And thanks for coming out and seeing us last summer in oh, action. Oh, fun. Yeah. So um, Nalukai is entering its fourth year, mm-hmm. Nalukai Academy. Um, we started um, four years ago. Um, our founder, Darius Monsef, um, was a former student of mine at Parker School up in Waimea on the Big Island. Um, a graduate in 1999. Uh, he went out and hit it big with a couple of internet startups. Uh, wanted to move his family back and decided when he came back here that he wanted to offer the skills, the lessons that he learned in starting up his own businesses. Um, they were tech businesses, but it wasn't limited only to tech. Um, but the ideas of entrepreneurship and and could we do something to help young people have a little bit of a head start? Maybe mm-hmm. some shortcuts, some lessons learned that might help them launch their ideas. Maybe they'd be tech entrepreneurship businesses, but they could be um, more of a cultural entrepreneurship business, maybe taking an indigenous product and bringing it to market. Um, the, so the idea is we started this program. We would assemble a group of kids um, from all of the islands. 
uh, from public school, from private school, from charter school, in some cases from homeschool um, networks. And they would apply. We would bring them together free of charge to them and give them um, a pre-work online 10-day program where they got to know each other, um, started collaborating, and then we brought them together um, at, on the campus of Hawaii Preparatory Academy mm-hmm. up in Waimea. Mm-hmm. Um, and they get a free 10-day program, room and board included, all tuition materials, including um, a MacBook Pro that they could take with them. Um, so they, so we wanted to equip all of them um, without regard to their financial circumstances. We wanted their drive. We wanted their excitement um, to, uh, to be the thing that brought them to our camp. And so each year it's been more and more successful as it has uh, caught on in terms of the number of applicants that we get. Last year we had um, 167 applicants um, from all the islands um, for 20 spots. And and while that's great in a lot of ways, um, the bad part was um, we had to turn down a significant number of students. Well, we want I want to get to how it's evolved into the you know the the variation of what it is uh, in 2019. But Jenna. Sure. You know, in terms of going through the application process, uh, was it? Did you find it a, a challenging experience? I mean, you filled out the application, submitted it. What happened after that? Well, the application process itself was very lengthy, and I, I believe everyone I talked to about Nalukai understood that <laughs> it was quite the demanding application. And I thought it asked a lot of peculiar things about myself. So, I. Um, I think the hardest part about the application, however, was waiting. (laughs) Um, I actually received the email from Mm -hmm. David about the acceptance while I was in Pittsburgh. And I I didn't expect it at all. And I was quite um, overjoyed. But um, overall, the application experience is um, quite demanding. In the sense so was there was write. there a point in time during the before the actual selection that you had a conversation or did they call you up and talk to you about some of the ideas or what your application had presented to them? No, not oh, at all. Oh, so strictly, it was strictly application-oriented. It's a lengthy um, essay-based application. Mm-hmm. It, it runs about on average, six, seven pages. Um, there are a number of paragraph to two paragraph to three paragraph long um, answers that we expect. Mm-hmm. Um, and we also ask for a recommendation from an adult who knows the student well. So maybe a robotics teacher, maybe someone from an entrepreneurship class could be, I think in your case, it was your AP biology teacher um, who wrote and um, said very nice things about you. And, and, it, and it really validates what we see in the application. It's, a, it's exciting. We, we ask things um, about their background, certainly, and the experiences they've had, their extracurriculars they've been involved with. Um, but we also ask about their ambitions and what they see, the mm-hmm. vision that they have. Um, uh, what do you see as a challenge that uh, Hawaii is facing in the next 10 years? And if you were to propose a solution to it, what would it be? Um, and how would you start to implement it? So, Jenna, when you say peculiar, what was the question that stood out as being peculiar in your mind? Well, one of the questions asked was, what do I like to do for fun? Which I, I thought, like, oh, um, is this what, – what was this? I, I didn't really understand the question. And also – send a link to your favorite GIF online? Oh. And I thought those kinds of questions were a bit obscure because someone would be taking the time to read this and I'm talking about how I like to draw and <laughs> that sort of thing. But I, I, I really see now how by getting to know 
um, all of the members mm-hmm. through that application process. They brought together such a wonderful group of so when friends. you when you answer the question, what do you do for fun? What was your response? Was it drawing or what? I I don't remember, but I I believe I did write about mm-hmm. drawing. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, how was it when, as as students that are basically strangers to each other, how was it to all arrive at Hawaii Prep Academy and now you're part of this intensive, but you're also making new friends or connecting with people that you previously may not have known. How was that experience? That's a really funny question because I was terrified. I I showed up and I was like, these people look very successful and confident. And (laughs) I I didn't really um, know them that well Mm -hmm. yet. Um, But through getting to know them, it was such an interesting um, experience because no one person was the same. Like, there's no type at mm-hmm. Nalukai, mm-hmm. Um, contrary to, like, a very tech and entrepreneurship focus. There were people from all different interest backgrounds and getting to know all of those, um, the wide variety of individuals was very exciting. Now, David, just thinking about the logistics of kids on the neighbor islands, they all go through the application. They probably haven't spent a whole lot of time interacting with you. They get a plane ticket. I mean, they've been selected. They get a plane ticket. They pack their bags and they fly over. How do you prepare for this this cohort of, of 20 plus students? You know, really taking them together and now bringing them into the, the intensive environment. Well, what's nice is it, it actually mirrors, I would say, an entrepreneurship process in it of itself in that it's iterative. So each year of Nalukai has changed slightly. And I would say by this point and by the time Jenna arrived last year, we'd kind of gotten our systems down relatively, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. relatively so. Um, we have, um, we've got a, a tremendous staff um, made up of uh, people that work for Nalukai in the summer, um, people who volunteer their time over the summer to, to do this because they believe in bringing this group of, of young people together and sort of harnessing their enthusiasm, um, giving them the skills to go out and do do great things in the world. Um, so it's all, it, 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 in terms of being ready for them, uh, we work with um, the campus that we're on. So um, typically that's Hawaii Preparatory Academy um, with their residential staff for their dorms. Um, we work, we get, we, we're lucky, um, our, the space we get to, uh, to work and create in um, is the energy lab um, that is that Bill Wicking runs. And mm-hmm. um, one of the program director for Nalukai also works up there in that space. And so it's sort of his, his backyard. Um, so well, your, your staff that you have on site is great because I think just the fact that, you know, they are part of the program, they are the ones that sort of provide the warm hugging arms that will bring all the students together. Sometimes I, literally, I, yes. Yeah, I know for a fact that when yeah. I was in high school and if I had to go to the neighbor island, just going to the neighbor island would be a homesick experience. Right, right. We have certainly, we've had students come um, to the Big Island that had never been off of Oahu mm-hmm. or um, never left Molokai 
for instance. And um, it's, it's part of the excitement uh, when we bring this cohort together. Everybody's got a different story. Everybody's got a different experience. And while the, the terror that you sort of referenced, Jenna, on that first day, I think everybody's got that feeling. Mm-hmm. They've met each other online. They've started to collaborate. They've seen some really brilliant, brilliant ideas out of each other. Um, but when they meet for the first time, they're sort of scoping each other out and because we had actually told them pretty clearly that we had had so many applicants this year that it was a very select group, I think that um, there was a little bit of an intimidation factor, and it took a little while for them to warm up. Um, and we do some very deliberate things to build community. We think that team building is a huge part of entrepreneurship, and so we we try and deconstruct that a bit and show them, well, how do you put a team together? Mm-hmm. So while they're going through an experience, we're also stepping back pretty frequently and saying, so why did we just do that activity? And, and how did we create um, a place where it was safe for you to talk with your teammates who come from a vastly different background from you, mm-hmm. for instance. Now, now, Jenna, I do want to ask you what your post-Nalukai Academy experience has been like. But we're going to hold that thought. We'll be right back after this short break to continue our conversation with both uh, David Clark and Jenna Takata about Nalukai Academy and the experience and what's up for 2019. This is Bite Marks Cafe. Support for Bite Marks Cafe comes from the HPR Local Talk Show Fund, which helps Hawaii Public Radio sustain and grow its locally produced talk shows. Mahalo to contributor locations. Welcome back. This is Bite Marks Cafe. I'm Bert Lum, and if you're just joining us, uh, we're talking to David Clark and Jenna Takara about the summer intensive startup called Nalukai Academy. And of course, right before the break, I was kind of teasing us about the um, experience, and I want Jenna to kind of share what is the post Nalukai experience. Now you've gone through this, you know, this two week intensive. You've gotten a chance to meet the others. You've started a, a business. You've actually pitched your business, Shelfware, and now you're done. Now you're, you know, you're, you're continuing your regular life as a senior at the Kauai High. How, does, how did Nalukai Academy stay with you, I guess, going forward into your student life? Well, our brand, Shelfware, mm-hmm. um, we were all very determined to continue it even after Nalukai and to um, further develop it. However, like David said, one of our members, Redwan, is currently at Arizona State, um, and we're all on different islands. Mm-hmm. Deza is from Oahu. Ely is on the big island, and I'm on Kauai. So um, with our lives going different directions after Nalukai, we weren't able to do so. But I definitely took a lot of the leadership skills and the entrepreneurial you know, ways of thinking and was able... I was able to apply that to my high school mm-hmm. um, endeavors this year. Now, um, I, I will ask you the question so you can think about the answer. What are you going to do after you graduate? But I'll hold that. Hold that. <laughs> David, so now 2019, uh, I, I got a little bit of a preview as to where Nalukai Academy is going, and it's, uh, it's expanding. So share with us how you see the expansion of Nalukai Academy. We're really excited about this summer. Um, for the first time, we're going to do two camps. Uh, we're doing um, the camp we have done for the last three years, um, a different iteration, but basically the same camp on entrepreneurship, design, leadership. Um, 
We're doing that uh, at Hawaii Prep in July, and we are doing a second camp. Very happy to announce um, that we are going to be doing a second camp on Oahu this summer, end of July, early August. Uh, We are... Uh, going to be up at Kamehameha, the Kapalama campus. Um, they have been wonderful in uh, seeing what we've done and helping us amplify um, and bring a camp over to um, Oahu. And we're we're excited about envisioning what that will look like and how it will differ a little bit and how the cultural thread that we tend to weave through as as a foundation, um, what that looks like here on Oahu this summer. So we've got some things in the in the mix we're excited about. So when, you know, the... the um let's say the Naluka Academy took place in, in Waimea and the call to applicants went out. Uh, you got, you know, you p- you picked 20 students. How will that change given there's two camps going on and, and right. will there be different sort of uh, students being selected for one versus the other? How, how do you select? It's a good question. Um, it will roughly be the same application process. We're looking for driven students who are willing to engage fully in this process to do the work of putting a thorough application together, well thought out, well articulated. Um, you know, not everybody has to have the same set of experiences. Um, it can be something really, really different. Um, we ask we ask students to. Uh, Give us an example of something they've made. Uh, maybe it's a program. Maybe it's a business. Maybe it's a birdhouse. Maybe mm-hmm. it's a canoe. Um, in some cases, um, we, we, we've actually had some students who have done all of those things over the years. Um, and so it, their backgrounds are different. And uh, it's exciting to think about um, reading those applications that we get. So like I said, last year we had 167. That was about a uh, – that doubled what we had had from the year before. Um, so we anticipate as the word gets out and continues to get out that we'll have an even um, larger applicant pool this year, which will allow us to fill not only the two camps, but we are also um, upping enrollment at our uh, Big Island camp. And so we're going to have 32 students rather than 20. And um, and on Oahu, we're going to keep it small um, in that it's its first year here. And so we'll have 20 over here, 32 on the Big Island. That is a response to... Um, the uh, popularity of of the application last year and mm-hmm. how many we got. We hated turning away so many driven, exciting students. Um, we wished we we could have taken um, a lot more than we we did. And so our response is: let's raise some more money. Um, let's go and and uh, hold out our hats and say we we put this together. Um, we want to bring more students, and we we want to continue to have the diversity of background, geographic type of school they come from, um, because it just makes an age. Even we have anyone uh, from ninth grade to twelfth grade, um, and so in some cases, a team member might be a senior, a junior, a freshman, and a sophomore. And so I, you know, so you get a bunch of applicants. Let's say you get two hundred fifty. Are you going to pick all fifty-two at one time, or are you going to look at fifty-two and then sort of see which ones might be more for the Kapalama campus and? Maybe all the neighbor islands come to Kapalama and all the Oahu guys. No, we're, <laughs> we're, we're allowing students to sort of self-select. Okay. So in the application, they're given um, the chance to say, I, I, I'm applying for the Big Island Camp, uh, the Hawaii Island Camp. I'm applying for the Oahu Camp, or I'm available for both. Okay. And when they do that, then we're going to look at the cohort. And, mm-hmm. and we like to put together, um, we like to keep an eye on different skill sets or different qualities. Because not everybody is a coder, for instance. Somebody might be a really good presenter or a, a real visionary, a leader, but doesn't have the tech background, put them on a team and see what they can do. In the last 30 seconds, can you tell me what the Purple Prize connection is? 
So we're really excited. Um, Purple Maya and um, and Nalukai are joining forces to come up with a Nalukai Purple Prize Fellowship. So Purple Maya, um, a nice uh, incubator accelerator, mm-hmm. um, and three students who um, are chosen for Nalukai are going to be offered the chance to continue their experience and shadow um, and possibly embed in some of the adult Purple Prize teams. Um, so it's a way of taking a, a young person, a, a teenager, and and putting them in a business that's that's actively growing. So real quick, where can people sign up for Nalukai Academy? www.nalukai.org. Application is there. Information about the, the, um, uh, the program is there. Very good. I'll put that up on our show notes for later on tonight. David Clark is the Executive Director of Nalukai Foundation. And Jenna Takara is a senior at Kauai High. And of course, uh, I have to have her back on to tell us what she's going to do after she graduates. And, of course, we want to thank you both for joining us today. Thank you, Bert, very much. Thank you so much. And thank you for listening to Bite Marsh Cafe. Join us next week when we will find out about learning to code with Altino, the programmable car. If you miss any part of this edition, you can find a podcast of tonight's show on bitemarkscafe.org. And if you have any comments or suggestions, feel free to email me at bitemarks at gmail.com. You can also find me on Twitter. I'm at bitemarks. Our engineer is David Chong. You can catch us on HPR One every Wednesday or anytime on the HPR app, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You stay awesome, and we'll see you next week on another edition of Bite Marks Cafe. Don't worry.